time for Town Talk, our monthly review of accomplishments, issues, and celebrations involving the town of Wyndham. Brought to you at this time on the first Tuesday of each month by Prime Materials Recovery with facilities on Ash Street and Milk Street in Willimantic. PMR assists manufacturers and utilities to maximize their resources through scrap recovery as we are pleased to be joined again by the Wyndham Town Manager, Jim Rivers. Jim, good morning. Once again, thank you. And, you know, the president is doing the State of the Union address tonight. Could you give us a little State of Wyndham address this morning? Well, I can tell you that we uh, Wyndham is safe and Wyndham is sound, uh, that's for sure, as always. But, uh, no, seriously, uh, Wayne, we, we have our own little State of the Union address, and that will happen on February 28th. And I will give a presentation uh, about the uh, kind of the state of the union in, in Wyndham, and it revolves around the finances of the town, but it talks about all the good things that have happened. It takes money to do, to do things uh, often, so we have to talk about money and how we're going to get more money or, or make, get some savings so we can uh, do more with less, that type of stuff. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we, uh, we have our own state of the union, February 28th. That's the 7 o'clock in the, in the ballroom if anyone wants to watch it or see it. Would that state of the town address include something to do with taxes going down? Uh, well, we are in good shape. We had a huge tax break this year with with very strong revenues. Uh, this year, I think we're going to be in pretty good shape. I cannot tell you that the taxes are going to go down, but I don't think they're going to go up very much if they go up at all. Um, that's what it looks like right now. We're still putting the numbers together, but we have, again, strong revenues uh, we're getting interest income from the, uh, of course, the higher interest rates, which, which isn't always good, but it's good if you have money in the bank like we do in Wyndham. We have very strong reserves, so we, we get paid for the interest on those reserves. Uh, and then we get some more state monies coming in because the state's doing so well. Uh, so it's, it's all good. Uh, I think it's going to be good news for the taxpayers. We set the program up by saying that you'll be talking about accomplishments, issues, and celebrations involving the town of Wyndham. Well, one of the biggest celebrations of the year takes place a week from today, Jim, and that's the crowning and the announcement, the unveiling of the romantic Willimantic Cupid for 2023. People think I have something to do with this, and except for the actual ceremony, which will be a week from today, I don't. Uh, can people still nominate, or is that a closed process now? I would think it's pretty late because they're going to have the nominations tonight in uh, in closed door session. The town council at at six thirty this evening. So I wouldn't say it's too late. I don't know if they have an exact deadline, but I think most people have gotten their nominations in. But we'll, they'll they'll they will know and they keep it secret uh, after tonight. I don't even get to sit in on that meeting. I know I don't know who the cupid is until they announce the cupid. Uh, but uh, they, they're going to go through this tonight. Uh, the town council will select the Cupid. Boy, you and I are just kept in the dark on this, but nonetheless, I kind of like it that way. Now, from what you have heard, I'm talking little birdies, you know, the ones that fly around town hall and stuff. Did we get a substantial amount of nominations for this? Yeah, uh, there, are, there are quite a few. A lot of them are... are uh, are the same people, you know, I think that sometimes the word gets around, hey, let's, let's nominate so-and-so or, or, or such-and-such a group or whatever, and then you, you'll see many of the nominations be the same. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, maybe 40 or so people nominate, and then maybe there's, you know, 20 different people are, that are nominated, 15 or 20 different people, some of the same every year, uh, hoping to get them in there. Uh, some are, you know, sometimes depending on what's going on in town, 
in recent years, you'll see somebody different pop up, and sometimes they win, right? Because things are things are like COVID. We had the uh, uh, the healthcare workers were the the cupid there a couple years back uh, because something came up, and they really uh, you know did a great job for us. So I don't know. I don't know who it is. I don't have any whisper. Uh, information, uh, like you said, I best to stay out of that because it gets very sensitive sometimes. But it's a big deal for our town. It's, it puts us on the map, right? Absolutely. And much like the boombox parade, it's something nobody else does anywhere on the planet. So it's our little special niche for Valentine's Day. Now, that being said, you touched on two years ago when the healthcare workers collectively got it. We made that announcement here in this studio. Last year, David Foster got it. We made that announcement here in the studio. This is all pandemic-related, of course, but, you know, we had Charlie O'Brien from the rec department here. We had David here. We had uh, Mayor Tom DeVivo here as well. Well, Mr. Town Manager, things are different this year. Tell us how and when we'll be unveiling Cupid. So I, I believe it's going to be at the community room on, of course, uh, February 14th at 10 a.m. So we're going to, like you said, Wayne, we're going to kind of be back to, to regular business here in our new community center and community room, which is the front room that with all the glass windows that, in the senior center. So that's where we're going to have the event in person this year. Uh, again, wear a mask if you're uh, concerned about the uh, COVID because it is out there. People are still getting sick. Um, there's other kinds of illnesses, too, that the mask will protect you from. There's quite a few illness, different illnesses this year. But community room, 10 o'clock on uh, February 14th. Yep, and then we'll be broadcasting that live here on WILI. And also, we've got the Romantic Willamantic Valentine's Chocolate Festival coming up, too. That's another kind of unique event for Willamantic, and it's just one more cool thing we do around here, Jim. Yep, that one is coming up Saturday, uh, downtown Willimantic, and uh, you know, hope the stores will be open and there'll be different activities and, uh, and giveaways. And of course, the theme is chocolate, so you could probably stuff your face with any kind of chocolate that you want up and down the street. Uh, we uh, we work, uh, you know, with some volunteers in the recreation department, work together to put this this event together every year. And I don't know how many years it's been running, but quite a few. And it's it's great for the businesses. It's great for people to get out in the middle of the winter. Because it's, you know, kind of dreary sometimes in the winter, although this winter has been uh, fantastic from a temperature standpoint anyway in snow. Uh, but uh, you still got to get out of, the, out of the house in the middle of the winter. It's a good idea to come down on, on Saturday. Speaking of snow, we haven't had much of any this year. How's your snow budget doing this year? Well, the public works director reported to me last week that I think we had a total of 16 hours of, of overtime for our uh, – our public works crew, which is extraordinarily low uh, coming into this time of the year. And, of course, we all know we haven't had much snow and the temperatures have been warm. So here's, here's the little dilemma. You know, we, every, every season is a new challenge, right? Sometimes we don't have enough uh, manpower or salt or sand or trucks or whatever. This year we have, you know, everything's working and we have salt coming in that we've scheduled and reserved deliveries because if you don't reserve the deliveries for the salt, this may not be enough. Somebody else will get it, or there could be a shortage. So you have to kind of, in, in advance, reserve your orders. Uh, so we have an order of about a thousand yard or thousand ton of of salt. Well, that salt has to be stored somewhere, and we can't store a thousand tons of salt at one time. So now we got these deliveries coming in, and the problem is, what do we do with the salt? So uh, every everything, you know, you think it's all going great, and yeah, we're saving some money, but so anyway, we'll use the salt and we'll store the salt. Just another challenge. 
uh, it's one thing or the other, as they say. Uh, but, hey, uh, winter's not over. Doesn't look too much like snow is coming. You're the weatherman. Uh, but uh, hey, we're happy. We'll take that. It's a blessing. We'll take it. Well, I don't think it's going to be this week, but I do think we are going to have a need for some of that salt coming up between now and, say, springtime. Speaking of the blizzard of 78, Jim, do you have memories of that big storm? Absolutely, Wayne. I, uh, I don't know how old I was, but I guess I was 13 years old. So I was, uh, I was helping shovel with Dad and Grandpa and trying to get, get around. The roads were covered with snow from all the drifting. I can remember it being difficult. We had, I think we took a day or two before we could even leave the house. It was that long before the roads were completely clear. And we were just trying to help each other shovel out, help the neighbor shovel out. And it was days of shoveling. Yeah, everybody's got a memory if they lived through that storm, which was going on on this date in 1978. Going back to modern times, current times here, people that go on that road, Riverside Drive, behind WILI have noticed a big change lately. You can no longer go all the way east and join Main Street. There's a road close sign there. What's the short and long-term implications of that, Jim? So the good news is the reason the road is finally uh, blocked right there, it's actually a parking lot, I'll get to that in a second, uh, is because progress on the Foster Building has finally really picked up pace. Uh, I've seen, I've counted 20 workers over there on some days. Uh, They're working on multiple sides of the building. They've got lots of equipment over there. Uh, It seems like we're in another phase of this project. As I've mentioned before, the windows are somewhere between here and uh, New Jersey, uh, so uh, we're going to see, you know, substantial work to the project in the next uh, few months. We're going to see a big change in how it looks. But we had to close the road to get, as you can see, there's a lot of equipment and dumpsters and things. It was time to close that area. It's actually not a road, as I have mentioned before. The road ends, Riverside Drive ends right there at the corner and then turns up on Railroad. I think it's Railroad Street, Railroad. Uh, uh, I think it's Railroad Street. And uh, we're not going to open that, that area of the parking lot on Riverside again for, uh, for passing through. It's just dangerous. I hate that spot. I, every time I stand there, multiple cars are, are whizzing by me at a very high rate of speed to cut through. Uh, so that won't be a, a quick cut through for any, anyone anymore. And then you got the 45-degree angle at the end of the road. No engineer would ever design a road uh, or outlet like that today. Uh, so anyway, that will be a parking lot, a municipal parking lot like it is now. Uh, there are 178 parking spaces, or there were, on Riverside Drive and into that area, believe it or not. It's a fairly large area to park. Uh, so that's what's going to happen. That's not going to open again for passing through that parking lot. It's going to remain just a parking lot one way in, one way out. But the good news is we're seeing a lot of progress on the project. I agree that in the old days, like two weeks ago, You'd get down to the east end of Riverside Drive, and that's kind of how I left the radio station here every day. And because of that angle, it's more than 45 degrees, you have to have to look back over your left shoulder, and sometimes it's not a real clear look to see if there's oncoming traffic. So that indeed was a dangerous intersection. The other thing about Riverside Drive, which we talked about a few months ago, we haven't talked about it lately, are these long-range plans for moving the parking such as behind where we are, but there's other places back there too, moving that parking, which right now goes up to the curbs on the south and north sides, to the center part of the street. Can you update me on that? 
Uh, no, I can't. I'm not sure where we are with that. I know the engineer and others, uh, Public Works, have been working on a plan to do that. Uh, again, trying to change traffic patterns that are uh, uh, more engineering sound. Uh, so my my understanding is, and I'm not an engineer, but uh, when you, when you do that, uh, it should make it a safer. You know, have one lane going each way. Um, it'll be easier to, to go around. You know, you'll be able to take a bigger circle towards the end there without uh, you know running into cars or more more you know people. Uh, so again, I I don't know where we are with that, but I know they're continuing to look at that and work work on it. Uh, but again, the, the the idea is the the parking spaces would be in the center. And you would have a travel lane on the outsides, one way each each side. Uh, it just, I guess, it's just a safer way of doing it. Let's do some economic development talk here. You got some new business in town? Yeah, we uh, we can finally talk about something. We've received full applications, wetlands and zoning uh, packets for two projects. One is a uh, a new car wash in North Windham which would be located on the lot, the empty lot next to Aldi's. Uh, that, again, will go through uh, approval process. If they're successful, uh, then they will proceed with their project. If they don't do what they need to do to meet our guidelines and our regulations, then uh, and maybe they won't put that uh, car wash in. But they have to go through wetlands and zoning, and we'll see what comes of that, uh, if there are any conditions or if they get a permit at all. So we'll see. Uh, and also... Uh, same thing, full full doc, document package for wetlands and zoning for the uh, uh, a gas station uh, next to BJ's, so BJ's Gas. And I know a lot of people have been asking and talking in, about that. We, we, You know, these types of projects, we see them quite a few months, if not years, in advance with in the, in the uh, form of questions, uh, inquiries, uh, you know, real, real estate uh, rumors, you, you name it. And we don't really let it loose until it becomes public documents, until we get something that comes into the office in the form of an application or a plan. Uh, we don't really let it loose. But we kind of knew these two projects were coming, but I'm sort of breaking that this morning uh, for, for your listeners. Yeah, and if, if you go by other BJs around the state where they have gas, you can clearly see that their prices are lower than all the other gas stations around here. But you got to be a member. So if you're not a BJ's Club member, this won't mean anything to you at all. But I guess there have been people that were wondering why the Wyndham version of BJ's doesn't have a gas station. Any, any timetable on that, or is that still too far off? Well, they'll be going through the, uh, the regulatory process over the next few months, so that'll take a little bit. I think they're trying to break ground this season, uh, you know, this uh, late spring, summer. Uh, they, You know, these, these companies... Uh, tend to move fairly quickly, you know, when you've got uh, bigger money behind them. They have the finances to not try to try to cheap out and, and save as they go. They just the Speed is very important to, to these types of projects. You see these dollar stores, they go up very quickly. Uh, I think you'll see the same thing. It's 12 pumps at the BJ's uh, gas station that they're planning to, uh, proposing to put in. Uh, but it, it will go very quickly. I think you'll see both of these projects done by the end of the year. We touched earlier on how the Cupid announcement a week from today will be at the community center. Between the community center and the senior center in that whole building, that whole complex there, that has been a huge hit. Very popular, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, I you always hope, you know, you build it and they will come. And, and you know, I don't want to say it's an experiment, but we hadn't had a really nice community center 
you know, the Y closed quite a few years ago. Uh, Kramer Building was just uh, a wreck for a lot of years. Uh, just not a very nice facility. So you don't know how many people are really going to show up until you, uh, uh, you know, until you build it. And, and then Senior Center, I mean, we've, you know, we've more than tripled the size, maybe quadrupled the size of the of the Senior Center. Never mind, you've got the uh, the Recreation Center part that really is an extension of the Senior Center because a lot of the seniors use those, the pool and the gym for pickleball, what have you. So, you know, really we built a 40,000-square-foot Senior Center earlier in the day because that's who's using, using the facility. And it's just, it's been magnificent. If When I'm having a rough day, I just walk through there and I'm like, this is what it's all about. This And, it, and the numbers are growing, Wayne. Every week I go in there and it seems like there's more and more, and my staff has also indicated there's more and more uh, patrons of both ends of that building. And again, really to see all the seniors in there doing activities, the youth comes in, you know, right after school, you start seeing the young people come in to play basketball or use the, the fitness room. It's just really, uh, it was a big success for this community. And it was a bit of a risk. You know, it took 20 years to pass it. And, uh, you know, we got some grants to build it, but it was a pretty expensive project for this town. But we, we pulled it off. Interest rates were low. And we haven't really had much of an impact from tax for, on the taxes. And hopefully there won't be uh, going forward. And it's just, uh, it's, it's a win-win for the citizens for sure. And it's a good-looking building, too. And anybody that's got the 2023 WILI Eastern Connecticut weather calendar, that's the cover picture. We have a drone shot looking over the entire Jilson Square, going all the way down to the Shabu stage. But there on the left is a really nice picture showing the new Wyndham Community Center and Senior Center, as uh, that drone picture was taken by my friend Michael Hughes, for which we thank you. And by the way, there's still a couple of calendars left I was told yesterday, that are at the Willimantic Food Co-op. You touched earlier on the progress that's being made now on the Foster Building, the old Willie Trust Building for some of us old-timers. How about across the street from me, the old Hurley's Building, the Murray Building? They are working over there every day. Again, you have a – that's a contracted job. Uh, You know, some of the delays – go back to the Foster Building for a minute. That's that's project being built by an owner who – you know, could get off course or on other projects or different issues that come come along. So, you know, he's running that project at his own pace because it's his, it's his property. On the Hurley building, uh, the Murray building, whatever you want to call it, um, that project is now contracted out to a contractor. So speed is important to them because they want to get paid. So they do the work, they get paid. If they don't do the work, they don't get paid. Um, they're moving pretty quickly over there. You know, this, this, that project's a little trickier. You've got historic preservation uh, requirements you've got you know it's a government project so things have to be done a certain way in a certain order and and reimbursement and all that other stuff so it you know it has those pitfalls but you have a dedicated focused contractor on that project i i suspect that you'll probably see the foster murray building uh you're going to ask me this next foster murray building finished first um at, at this point because of just the uh you know, just the way the project is structured. Yeah, and I see that every day, of course, across the street from us here, and I do see work going on there. I do see progress there, so that is a good thing. In relation to the Cupid ceremony and the fact that we had the Cupid announcement in the radio station studio the last couple of years, and now it's back open to the public, it'll be at the new community center, obviously pandemic-related. I'm wondering what thoughts you had when you heard the federal government saying they're going to end the COVID emergency in May. 
I've still got friends. I, I know a lot of people are still getting it. Two friends of mine, husband, wife, just got it two days ago. It's still out there. And we had a fatality in Wyndham, a COVID fatality over the weekend. Your thoughts about that? Did they pull a plug on this thing too soon? You know, I don't know, uh, you know, the semantics of what calling it this or calling it that. But certainly, I don't think any expert, the federal government, state government would say that this is over or it's gone away or we're all safe now and you can come back out of your house and, and, and jump around. We, we still have this thing and it c- continues to morph into different vari- variations. People still need to get, get, get their shots. You know, it's like the flu. Every year you get, as you get older, you get a flu shot every year, right? We're going to need to get our shots every year, whatever the variant is for, the, for that time. And uh, it's just, it's a deadlier flu, right? I mean, that's what, and, and it, it's not going to completely go away. I don't think anyone's saying that it'll ever completely go away, but it can be controlled. And again, uh, this time of the year, as, as we've talked about many times, Wayne, there are countries that every flu season, the citizens would all wear masks to protect each other. That's just the culture. They would, they would be polite. They would be smart, whatever you want to call it. You know, we're too tough, I guess, in our country. And I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, Saying this, I'm doing the same thing. I'm not wearing a mask right now, but I get my shots, and I've always gotten my shots as soon as I could. But, uh, you know, we just have a different culture here, although I think it's changing a little bit. People understand that, hey, it can make a difference. You know, we were all wearing masks and staying away from each other. There was a time there. It was a pretty effective tool uh, if we're all working together. Of course, good luck trying to get everybody to work together. But I, as the leader of the town, as the chief executive officer of the town, and I can speak for Mayor DeVivo, too, I think, on this one, um, you know, we want people to be safe and, uh, you know, we don't want to interfere in people's lives, but, uh, wearing a mask, staying away from each other, if you, especially if you're at risk, getting your shots, how hard is that? And, and we can help each other out. So yeah, this isn't going away. That, that, that's, that announcement is just a, I guess, another phase in some statistical, uh, evaluation of this particular virus or uh, pandemic, but, uh, it's not going away. Wyndham's had 35 new cases in the last 14 days. It also comes to mind that it's been extremely mild January, and, well, it's milding up now after that cold weekend we just had. But I wonder if we'd had an average or below average winter as far as temperatures, more people indoors, more congregating, if maybe the numbers would be worse than they are now. Uh, That is typically the case. Uh, Although we saw a lot of different viruses break loose, I'll call it, uh, this season, right? All kinds of different things. Um, probably because we were so hunkered down and staying away from each other and, you know, wearing our masks prior years. But, uh, yeah, you're right, Lean. I think if it was colder, we would have had a bigger problem this winter. That being said, you told me there's going to be a clinic coming up later on this month? Yeah, I believe it's the last Monday of uh, February at the community center. Uh, there's going to be a uh, booster shot, uh, flu, uh, pandemic, uh, uh, COVID clinic, whatever you want to call it. And you can get your shot. I'm going there myself that day to get my next booster. And uh, all the shots will be there. You know, I think, I think they usually have all, all the different kinds. And uh, they'll be uh, in the front room, I think, the community center room. All right. Keep us in the loop on that. We'll get the word out about when and how uh, that's going to work. That's Wyndham Town Manager Jim Rivers, our guest this morning, brought to you by Prime Materials Recovery with facilities on Milk Street and Ash Street, Willimantic. Their headquarters in East Hartford, PMR operates state-of-the-art processing facilities in Canastota, New York, Orangeburg, South Carolina, and Romantic Willimantic. Learn more at PMRInc.com. Jim, great job as always. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Wayne. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.